The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. show bringing you the best in music <laughs> fashion pop culture and entertainment yeah Woo! how was that That's i was just trying to see if we would still have an echo oh you had an echo going on there a little bit of an echo what's up everybody welcome to the jimmy star show we got a great show for you today before i get started let me introduce my cool outrageous man about town mr ron russell hello everybody i'm rosa <laughs> rosa from the orange is the new black. I play the, the big woman who's got the cancer and who's going to stay in the prison until she die. That is played by my very old, old dear friend, Barbara Rosenblatt. She's a great actress and a dear friend of mine, and I've been addicted to watching Orange is the New Black. A little outrageous, quite vulgar, don't care for all the lesbian crap, but it's a good show, well written. There you go. <laughs> and we're going to try to get some of those girls on. We had the, the one girl on who's incredible. The girl who plays Pensatucky, Taryn oh Manning, was on the show Manning. right before the show started last year. Right, and I love Tara. She was a great gal, but her part in the sequel. She plays Pensatucky in Orange is the New Black. She's yeah. awesome. Everybody watch it on Netflix. It's worth it. Get season one, season two. Uh, we're almost finished, Jimmy and I, with season two. And we I think these shows already started. It's just not on Netflix yet because I saw people tweeting about season three. Oh, good, good, good. Anyway, we haven't seen the ending of season two yeah we have two episodes left to go i can't wait but barbara rosenblatt is incredible she shaved her head and her eyebrows off just for this role and she speak like this if anybody knows any of the rest of the cast members i want to get them on the show i'm starting to tweet to get them so retweet it if you see it because we're gonna i want to love to have an orange is the new black show and get every, a whole bunch of them on yeah it's a good show very well written different very different it's taken us to a new place i don't think i care for too much of it because i think it's a little explicit a little too vulgar not even the sex part that's okay sex is normal but some of the stuff that they pull with awesome the, with it's the like totally like real life and the toilets and all that that's stuff. like real life Oops. stuff oops be careful yeah, so also mind. you guys we want to welcome the man behind the boards mr chad murphy what's up chad who is this chad with rosa this is hector okay uh, <laughs> my name is rosa i got cancer i'm dying in the prison oh, what do Lord. i care so, so we got to give a shout out you guys to the chat room what's up chat room chat ken pettigrew's in the house from the ken pettigrew show thursday nights 8 p.m pacific KenPettigrew.com. Give a shout out to Cindy Lady Lake and Jen Angelar, Lady Lake Jen and Lady Lake Music on Twitter. What's up, everybody? Carla Flores in the house. Ken Pettigrew, Rebel, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. We got a great show for you today. Now, with this shirt, I think I need cleavage 
It's a little bit cut low for a man's shirt, don't you think? I have some that are cut way down to here. No, but if I, look, I know. If you had cleavage. cleavage. Look how much nicer it looks with cleavage. <laughs> but I know got the... it the cleavage. Actually, they're so... saying that your hair looks fabulous. Oh, my hair looks fabulous. I just <laughs> bought the wig yesterday. <laughs> it's a new wig, and I, I, I had it. This one bolted to my head. Thank you. You know what it is that um, I blew it out because my hair gets very curly. I can have like a little you know, ringlet job there, and I blew it out before because I looked at myself and I said, you know, you're looking bad. And then with this low-cut V-neck with the curly hair, all I needed was lipstick and earrings, and I could make at least 20 bucks. So, you know, <laughs> I, just, I decided to blow my hair out. But thank you very much for noticing Actually, my now hair. they're making it a hashtag, Ron's Cleavage. Would you want to see the... <laughs> we can get, I can get these sisters way up. Way. <laughs> Only on the Jimmy Star Show. There we you go. See bronze now look at how that neckline looks fabulous. It needs tits. It's all. Oh, I'm sorry. It needs. Look, look at that, kids. And they bounce and they shake. When I did drag years ago, I was one of the first people to have a corset made with metal studs, stays rather, that went underneath my pectorals, and they wrapped around them and they pushed them up like gigantic bazooms. I look like you know Marilyn, no Jane Russell actually, who's who I portrayed. Couldn't do Jane Russell without bouncing boobs. <clears throat> and I guess, you know, the sisters are used to being pulled up every now and then. There you go. The but sisters. Anyway, he I calls them, them the sisters. All, we, all, we always call them the sisters. All the girls out there call them their sisters, right? They're all laughing. Yeah, well, they are. They're called <laughs> sisters. You know, sometimes, like, if a girl's dress is too low cut, we'll say, watch it. Your sisters are going to catch cold. <laughs> Enough about cleavage and nonsense like that. But anyway... Uh, we had a fabulous, fabulous 4th of July weekend. Yeah. We're, we're still exhausted from it. We were in Atlantic City. We were in Center City, Philadelphia. We were all over the place. Originally, we were supposed to fly to Atlanta to have to go to a 4th of July bash weekend there. But that storm was coming, that stupid author. And we didn't think that we would get back to Philly. Because we have a lot of work here. Um, we would probably be stranded in Atlanta, but the storm didn't quite hit inland. It mostly went to the to the ocean. And I'm sorry for those folks along the shore that got hit bad. Chad, did you get a lot of rain? No. Well, we did get a little bit of rain, but not a lot. No, it was quick, uh, but no, I did it, notice. It hit, it hit South Carolina really bad really? on the ocean. No, North side. Carolina. No, South. I don't know. Was it, it south fellas. or north? Somebody Figured give me a clue. Out. It was North Carolina because Bobby said they didn't get any rain at all. And he lives in yeah, well, Bobby coast. lives in North Carolina. I believe no, he lives it, in I South Carolina on the south. Oh, then, the it was, <laughs> then it was North Carolina. Sorry, folks. I'm still recuperating the weekend. Anyway, we saw the fireworks in Center City, Philadelphia. Now, this would never happen in New York City because the cops would have blown up all the cars. This really pissed me off. But 95, the approach to 95 was dead people just stopped their cars got on the roof and started filming all the fireworks there was no way of getting on or off 95 you were f absolutely actually we were stuck because you couldn't there. go forward or backward once you got in yeah you the, the highway closed down at the point where the fireworks went and i thought gee if that was new york the cops would be helicoptering over shooting down at the people <clears throat> you know killing old ladies and children but <laughs> You know, I guess Philadelphia cops. No, Chad, he's not, like, joking. There's a four-lane road, mm. and three of the four lanes, the cars were stopped with their blinkers on, and the people weren't even in the cars. They were sitting on their roofs taking pictures of fireworks, so it stopped all traffic on a major road. Is they were not bothered. And they I don't mean, like, five cars. I mean, like, three miles. We were in it hundreds, for, like, an hour and a half. Hundreds of cars. 
and they weren't bothered. But the best part is when everybody started up to go forward, they started cursing at each other, cutting each other off, throwing things at each other. Nice. It was very funny to see that stupid <laughs> scene. Well, you know, the idiots stopped to watch stupid fireworks. My fireworks were better when I was a kid. I had those things on my cake, those twiddler things. <laughs> what do you call those? Sparklers. Sparklers. Sparklers on my birthday cake were better than the fireworks they did in Philly. They shot them off at the Schuylkill River. I guess that was the only thing in town. I mean, I'm used to being at the Macy's thing in New York, uh, you know, in the bleachers. In fact, speaking of Barbara Rosenblatt, my good pal, she and I went a couple of years ago. Lara Spencer invited us from Good Morning America to go and watch the fireworks. Anyway, our name wasn't on the list. So Rosenblatt said to me, follow me, don't say a word, and never sit down. And we crashed the party. We ate all their food. And she said, keep mingling because there's a seat count here. And if they see there are more people than seats, they're going to want to know who snuck in. So keep circulating. So I learned from her how to crash parties. But we had a ball. Then they gave away these gifts. And that bitch got umbrella, T-shirt. She got like a thousand things in her gift bag. Yeah, I got a box of, I don't know, tampons or candy. I don't know what the hell they gave me. But it wasn't any use for me. Anyway, (laughs) the trick of it all is have guts see when you said box of tampons it made me think of orange is the new black i know that's, that's where they hide that, their cigarettes. i know that's why i was thinking <laughs> you know what it flashed back the tampon thing came into my speech now because i was amused by the tampon box in that wonderful tv series so but, now we have your <clears throat> boobs we have tampons and we have creamy bush right so now you really can blast <laughs> me all over the world on twatter <laughs> Twitter twatter. No, I've got a lot of people doing that now. When they get somebody that said something evil about them, they say, well, Ron, I was just twatted by somebody, and it's spreading. And when you hear it, I want you to know that I started it. If somebody (laughs) says an evil thing about you, you're allowed to say, oh, so-and-so just twatted me, because they're twats to do that. (laughs) Twitty twatty twits. Chad, when are we going to get you on Twitter? I got Ron almost on it. He's like on it. I'm learning. He's learning. He checks it out. When are we going to get you on Twitter? I don't know. Hell freezes over. I'm not sure. Ronnie, help me out since you're on it. (laughs) Well, you know what's nice about it? Really nothing. (laughs) I mean, technically, it's a waste of time. It's a bore. I mean, you have to tell somebody, I just got out of bed. I'm peeing. After I pee, I'm going to shit. Real Twitter people don't tweet that stuff. Well, stupid people do. And I get a lot of stupid twits, twats, tweets, whatever the hell they call it. Maybe that's the reason, Jimmy. Maybe that's the reason. I don't know. You know, so okay. I mean, it's good for business. You don't want to, It's great for business. Yeah, if you if you have what to say in the business world, like you know, all kinds of exciting stuff is happening to Jimmy. Um, his clothing line is like flying all over the place. Uh-huh. Everything he does is just turning into wonderment and fabulousness. And I know I'm going to lose him in the media world one day. They all Aww. want you on Twitter, Chad. They're not going to lose me on the media. You're yeah, the one media day you're going to step into a laptop and never come back. Yeah. We'll have to see you in the laptop. <laughs> That would be cool, kind of like on uh, on Willy Wonka when the little kid goes through the airwaves and ends up on TV. Well, more like that show on television, Twilight Zone. Oh, <laughs> they could redo it now and show people disappearing into a laptop. Right, it's a good idea. Let's write it and do it. Anyway, I'll let Jimmy tell you about the new thing that we're all doing, and I'm doing it about a, a hundred and something year old book written. It was written about a hundred and something years ago about a gay vampire. Are you going to do that one? I think so. Okay. Nobody will understand it because the English is so like old-fashioned, you know, turn-of-the-century English. Hey, you guys, our sponsor, the Spectrum Music Group, has opened up a new division called Beacon Audiobooks. You can check it out, beaconaudiobooks.com. The first project is The Full Metal Jacket Diary by Matthew Modine. 
We got a bunch of other projects on the slate. You can follow them on Twitter at Beacon Audiobook without the S on the end. Um, but the website is beaconaudiobooks.com. And Ron and I are going to narrate some books. How's that, Chad? We're going to narrate some audiobooks. That's why I'm doing know, the gay vampire. Badass. I like it. He's doing the gay vampire so he can kind of like, you know, it's fit in. It's I want to get on in some of that. What am I going to do? Um, you can, if you want to voice some books, you can like, we'll send you some yeah, more that you could do. You have a good cool. voice. And I've, I've got so many of my celebrity friends. I won't give you all their names, but I'll give you one name. My buddy, Lainey Kazan. I can't wait. She wants to choose a book to read. And I told her, why don't you finish your autobiography, which is outrageous. Oops. That's I dropped my mic again. See, this thing is wrong. What's stop, wrong with my Stop mind? giving the mic head, Ron. Stop that. No, yeah, stop, stop giving that. the mic. Yeah, that's stop that's giving nasty them. talk. Don't do <laughs> oh, that. Oh, stop okay. giving the mic head. Hey, Ron. I don't do those things. Sure, <laughs> That's why I wonder why I'm still married. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I'm just an altar boy. Well, then again, the priest, you know. <laughs> Chad, check anyway. it out too. BeaconAudiobooks.com. Um, it's going to be really cool, you guys. We got like a whole bunch of different uh, projects lined up. And uh, I was on the phone today with a guy who like does like a voice like uh, Optimus Prime in the Transformers, and he's going to do a book for us. It's like really cool. It's very very exciting stuff. So check it out. Um, BeaconAudiobooks.com. Boom. And, and our and my books that I read will be a little different than how other people read the books because this book has got to be campy and I will read it as funny and campy because it's so corny and so terribly written. Well, actually not terribly written. It's written well. It's just old English and I think there's a lot of fun in that. Absolutely. So I can turn this book into a very, very campy vampire story. I haven't done mine. I haven't decided what I'm doing He was going to do nursery rhymes or something, right? Are you going to do a book about nursery? Oh, rooms? I might do that too. I'm not sure. I don't know what I'm going to do. How about yet. you were going to do name? the book about Kama Sutra? Yeah, I want to do the book on Kama Sutra. What now, do you guys do you think of that? How do you describe positions? I don't know, but it would be kind I mean, of fun. Yeah, what? <laughs> Two people, one with their legs in the air. Well, one leg is goes to the right, the other leg goes down the I middle. I have to like look at the print to see how it goes. No. I just then, think it would be kind of cool. Then the guy cool. is standing on his head with his arm around the butt. I mean, how do you describe all the positions of the Kama Sutra? Not possible. How would I do it, Chad? I'll figure it Can't out. Can't do it. Can't do it. That's a visual thing. Now grab the bar with your right hand. Right. <laughs> See, now if you did a book with that voice, all the broads would be like, the vibrators would be going out all over town. Roger, let's sell something. No, just kidding. The rabbit would be doing a, a number all over town if you did that voice. Absolutely. If you said like, and then I took off her brazier. Oh, forget it. The women will scream. Do people call it a brazier still? No, I don't think so. <laughs> What do you guys call it? Like a bra? A bra. But it was called like a brazier years ago. A brazier. Stupid word, brazier. It's a classier way of putting it, I think. A brazier. Yes. Brazier. I got that from Jane, Jane Russell, because whenever we talked about it, we always talked about her boobies being too low. And I said, Jane, jack them up. Old ladies have boobs down around their waist, and she'd say, leave me alone. It's a good brazier. And I said, well, not good enough because your bazooms are down to your ankles now. Jack them up, honey. Well, she was also almost 90. And uh, when we went to the opening premiere of her movie, well, actually her old movie, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes with Monroe, uh, she, her boobs were too low. And it looked terrible in the gown. So we borrowed a brazier from my daughter, Leslie. It was a nice push-up bra. And, and she looked fabulous. And Jane's sisters were up there singing and dancing and bouncing around. Fellas, I got and your guest on the line, too. They're too high. Okay, we got a caller. Yeah, Ron. Stow okay. it. Hold it. Go for okay. it. Okay. Hello, and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Hi. <laughs> hey, is this Uwe Boll? Yeah, I'm here calling in from Germany. Oh, cool. And, uh, did I actually yeah. uh, get the name? Did I pronounce your name correctly? 
No, it's good. Uber. It's like Uber, Uber ball. No okay. problem. Okay. I went online and researched it, and there was a, a whole bunch of different ways to pronounce it. I didn't know how to do it. So welcome, Uwe Boll, to the Jimmy Star Show. Yay! Woo! <laughs> Before yeah, we get started, let me, me introduce our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. How do you do, my friend? Uh, good after Germany won yesterday against yeah, Brazil right. 7-1. I, uh, I feel good about uh, the, the World Championship in soccer right now, actually. So uh, okay. today I will watch Argentina Holland. There you go. We can't beat Holland. <laughs> Holland's <laughs> how my you know my uh, ex-wife was Dutch. <laughs> so yeah. in, in memory of you know her, they always rotten, have uh, they're all, they're always in a good mood because they can smoke so much pot I don't know if it if it will work out. You know so. Uh, Argentina with Messi is uh, is a good team, so you never know. But Brazil was also a good team uh, up to yesterday. So, I mean, you never know. So that's really big in Germany, right? Like, I, I know it's big in America for a lot of people. It's not really big. Like, I don't really watch it at all. But, like, is is everybody over there tuned in to the, to the, to the soccer? Yeah, look, it was like riots on the streets here, uh, uh, like in the town where I live, where, like, 50,000 people outdoor at the public viewing. And this was almost midnight. And in Berlin, where I think uh, 500,000 people on the streets watching in, in uh, public viewings, and the TV was actually the highest rating in, in German TV in history. And oh, Twitter, wow. Twitter came up today and said, like, the, like the most trifo- uh, Twitter traffic of all times was actually after that soccer game and about the soccer uh, game yesterday. The, the thing is with soccer, it's... Outside of U.S., because U.S. has so much other sports with, with American football, with baseball, with basketball, uh, um, but outside of U.S., it's almost only soccer. Yes. Well, you I know, like you have, you have, you have, of course, basketball also in Germany, but it's like, whatever, you know, like nobody cares. But, but soccer is the game in England, soccer in Spain, in France, in Italy, in Latin America. It's the number one game uh, on the globe. And the, the, it's, it's a different thing. But now with the U.S. team, uh, um, they were really good, actually. And, and I think uh, there is a chance that, that, uh, that soccer turns big in U.S. in the future. Yes. Go ahead, Ron. Yeah, as I was saying, my uncle, his name was Piero Giorgenti, and he played for Genoa. Or Genova. And, okay. uh, of course, he died before I ever met him. I, but... Um, mm. I know that. No, I'm just trying to think that when I was in Italy, I went to soccer all the time, and I found it to be an exciting game. Really, really a terrific game. So, so Uwe, yeah. also then, can do me a favor. We got a chat room full of people. Say hello to everybody in the chat room. Hi, how are you? So, and we also we also got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Uwe, welcome to the show, sir. Hello, hi. Good to have hi. you. So, so for everybody, if, if anybody who doesn't know who you are, I'm a big horror movie fan, and so like I actually like know all of your work. But for people who don't, you're a, um, a director, a screenwriter, a producer. You have a new film called Rampage, Capital Punishment, coming out, which is a sequel uh, to Rampage. Uh, but before we talk about that, let's talk a little bit about some of your other films. Because like, yeah. uh, even though some of your films have been panned and like a lot of people didn't like them, like, I actually thought they were really cool, especially in The Name of the King and House of the Dead. Cool. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's like uh, if you make this kind of movies, you, you, you know, you have your 
the fan audience, but the people they watch Monument Man with George Clooney will maybe not like the movie, right? So, and of course, not the the serious reviewers uh, also uh, give you basically uh, the finger for making movies like Alone in the Dark or Blood Rain and, and stuff like this. But uh, the point is for me as a filmmaker, it's it's very hard to get the money together also to make movies. So I have to basically shoot the movie where I get the money for. And uh, so I'm always eager also to make movies. I have a personal uh, um, whatever connection to, or uh, I'm a political uh, person. I made a movie about the genocide in Darfur, for example, what is still not stopped after all that years and, and stuff like this, but it's so tough to refinance that movies. It's easier to get Jason Statham in a, in an action movie, right. it's of course easier to to get it financed. Actually, though, that was in the name of the king had so many stars in it. It was a really good movie. It had Jason Statham and it had Lily Sobieski, Jonathan Rice Davies, yeah. Ron, Ron, Ron Perlman. Perlman. I mean, it was a huge, a huge cast. Yeah, and and I think it's 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 actually uh, the cast is actually better as the cast was from from Lord of the Rings. Like name wise, we had bigger stars at Lord of the Rings. We didn't have the budget, and of course, it's not so good as Lord of the Rings. But when I got criticized, I always said uh, <laughs> to everybody, like, did you ever watch the Golden Compass? Right. So I mean, yes. there are tons of other movies. They they clearly. Uh, worse as uh, in the name of the king, and and uh, if if you always compare the movie, whatever you do, if you compare it with the best movie ever made in that genre, I remember when I did Alone in the Dark with Christian Slater, then people were comparing it to Aliens, and of course it's not so good, you know. Right. But but I said to everybody then, did you ever watch The Relic or? Like, you know, like other movies of that genre, they not turned into like a classic, then then maybe Alone in the Dark is not so a bad movie. So um, Actually, Alone in the Dark me, was a good movie. I wasn't a big fan of the Blood Rain movies, but I thought, the other, I thought all the other movies were actually really good, and I loved House of the Dead. And it's funny, because you mentioned Monuments Men, and Ron and I, we went and saw Monuments Men thinking it was going to be a great movie, and we didn't really like it. Terrible film. Exactly. Poorly, decor- <laughs> yeah. poorly directed. No, I, ag- I agree. <clears throat> yeah. Bad, de- bad, bad direction. Slow uh, sentence spoken. Pause. Next sentence spoken. We were falling asleep. Pause. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you find a treasure like that, you don't say to your friend, "Oh, look, this is a treasure." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just terrible. Yeah. yeah. No, but I have to say. A lot of times I have different opinions as the majority. For me, for example, Wolf of Wall Street was clearly the best movie I saw that year. And the year before, I saw Django was the best movie. I actually think Django is a way better movie about slaves as seven years, 12 years. 12 years of slaves. You know, I mean, that movie was more like... Uh, uh, I could watch that in TV in, in, in the History Channel or something. It, it was nothing. It was, of course, a lot of stars with Brad Pitt or whatever, but it, it was not a, a real, uh, yeah, it, it was not a movie what made me speeches or something. It was just like exactly what I was predicted, what I was right. predicting about the, the movie. My yeah. favorite movie was Judy Dench, and the film was called, was it Penelope? No, no uh, Olivia? Miss, um, <laughs> Mrs. No, no, it's oh. just a person's name. The, the, the one with uh, Judy Dench where she like went on looks for her adopted son. Now I forgot. Begin with a P. Did 
didn't it? Yeah, it was also no. good. Uh, phenomena, phenomena. Philomena. Philomena. There you go. Yeah. Between the three of us, we got it. That was right. my favorite one, too. Philomena. I thought it was. It had a beginning, a middle, and an end, which a film should have. Brilliantly directed, the, and the uh, photography was sensational, and her performance was definitely award-winning. Uh, I'm a, adopted. Yeah. I liked it just because I'm adopted. No, it's a quality <laughs> film, a film that they don't do anymore. It didn't have, you know, one second action. It wasn't something that gave you a headache. It was an enjoyable film, a relaxing film. Actually, a, I have a beautifully a, done film. I have a question for you, though, then, because what was the other movie that had Jennifer Lawrence and everybody in it? Wolf. No, not the Wolf. American no, not Wolf Wall Street. No, what American, was it American Hustle. American Hustle. Yeah, how was that a comedy? Wait, wait, yeah, that's what I wanted to know. As a director, did you see that as a comedy? Because it won for best comedy, but but like I didn't even think it was funny. Not at all. No, it, I I think it was a kind of a heist movie basically, and and but definitely not a comedy. And uh, it, it it was okay. It was a good movie overall, but it was not like unbelievable good. I I, I think overall the 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 average movie what goes in the Oscar run uh, uh in the last 5 years uh would never had a chance 20 years ago. Right. It's uh, yeah. uh and it, also it, it it's just like you has said that, that second level what look <clears throat> at the Godfather or Apocalypse Now or the Deer Hunter or whatever like all that movies of the 80s and uh uh that movies are a not getting made anymore, and 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 b like the quality of the movies today is is rare, like that deep. Uh, this is the reason I loved The Wolf of Wall Street because it was so outrageous. It was just a movie I felt like uh, uh, back to the Goodfellas or something. Like like I like it that Scorsese actually did another movie what uh, what brought him back to where he come from. So uh, I, for me, that movie was really good. But Blue Jas- Jasmine with Kate Blanket was also really good. Uh, I didn't I see think. that one. We didn't see Blue Jasmine. We didn't see that one, but I heard it was really, really good. Okay, yeah. so, um, so you're in Germany. So like, let's like like our horror movies popular in Germany? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it. I mean, you had the whole wave here with Saw, for example, and that kind of slasher movies or found footage movies with with starting with Blair Witch and then paranormal uh, uh, activities and stuff like this was all also here big in the movie theaters, but it's kind of over now. It's, uh, it's not really, um, now you have like that, uh, the haunting of Connecticut, uh, but, but that kind of movies doesn't make really, really uh, super good box office. They are like more mediocre. Okay. So, uh, I heard yeah. that extraterrestrial movies are back. It's all about out of space and aliens. That's going to be the new rage, because I believe we have a TV show here called uh, "What's It Called?" Ancient Ancient, Ancient, Ancient Aliens, and it's on yeah. every week, and it tells you all about how religion is the alien, how we were here before. And it's a very interesting show. And I think that has influenced a lot of writers now to write about aliens among us and contacting outer space folk. So that seems to be the new trend. I'm glad the slasher period is over. I love the slasher no, period. No, it was wrong. It teaches <laughs> bad things to screwy people. It, it brings out the insane in most people when they see slashing. Maybe that's why we have so many young kids that are cutters. I don't know. But I know that yeah. years and years ago, when I was a very small boy, there was a movie called Blue Moon with William Holden, and the church said, do not go and see it. And nobody, of course, went to see it except me, and the word pregnant was used, 
and that's why we couldn't see the film. So okay. film has come quite a way, hasn't it, since 1954? Like, because I, 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 like, I think Hostel, Hostel is one of my favorite, like, of the, uh, even though the, the third one was terrible. Um, but, like, I yeah. actually, like, loved Hostel a, a lot, and I like all the Saw movies a lot. And I don't really like all the poltergeisty kinds of movies. Ron and I actually went and saw Deliver Us from Evil. I don't know if Very that's playing. Good. I don't know if that's playing over in Germany yet. But like, uh, it's actually a ghost kind of movie. It was uh, a, a very good film. We actually enjoyed it because most of the time I don't like those films. Is that I'm the a new horror, one with horror Eric fan. I enjoyed it also. I think it had some moments, and it was filmed well, and the acting was excellent. It wasn't cheesy acting like you get in most of your, you know, uh, crappy horror movies. Yeah. It was done well. If it's done well, it's that new one that just well came out with Eric Bana in the lead. Who? Yeah, Eric, Eric Bana is in the lead. Yes. Eric Bana. Yeah. And, and he was excellent. He was. He gave a fine performance with a weak script. It was a weak script. Uh, you know, I'm an actor, so I've been acting forever, so I know what I'm talking about, and so do you. When you get a script, you know exactly what that script's going to go on Actually, the screen. Actually, he writes it his. Okay. <laughs> well, I just shot a movie not long ago, and I played a nasty cop, and the director, you know, was kind of generous. He let me go with it my way. Being from Brooklyn and having an accent such, um, I did it my way, and it really turned out well. But the original script, if I did it their way, was not a tough cop from Brooklyn. It was somebody from Hollywood. So you have to, you know, yeah. the, the script is important as well as the director. So you do it all though, right? Like let's say your new film, Rampage, are you, you also write it? Yeah, I've wrote it because I did the first one uh, too. And uh, uh, I, I don't know if you saw the first one, but it was basically it started like a guy goes on a rampage and he has a full like Kevlar vest, Kevlar helmet on and everything. And uh, but then during he basically kills half of the city. It turns out it's actually a coup. It's like it's all about the money, and he robs the bank. And uh, uh, so if you because let's face it, if you're at the Columbine massacre, basically nobody would care if you rob a bank in between. They would right. all think you're just a crazy person who killed everybody. But in his case, it was the cover up to get the money. And he, he had it all basically uh, set up that he gets away with it and that another guy, like kind of an isolated student guy, is found dead in his body armor in the end. And, and so it turns out he, uh, he set it all up and, and basically shoots his own best friend so that it looks like the guy ran Amok and killed himself. What the normal result is basically if, on all that rampages. And uh, so, and now in the second part, I put him, uh, like he was like one year, two years in hiding, and now he comes back and takes the whole TV station as hostage and get, to get live on TV nationwide, basically. Blackmail, he blackmails himself uh, live on TV and uh, comes out with a, uh, besides the violent rampage, he comes out with, with a whole rage about the whole uh, political landscape where we are with, with Obama and we should kill the rich. That that is his, his message to everybody. Like uh, actually, it sounds like a day. Let me go actually, after let everybody. me read. Let me read because I uh, I have a one little line thing. Um, so everybody, this is uh, uh, Uve's new film. It's called Rampage: Capital Punishment. It comes out August, uh, I think ninth or ninth in the United States, and in, in October it'll be available in Canada. And uh, basically, yeah. like the tag is violent antihero Bill Williamson has a plan to change the world by exacting vengeance on the rich and ripping Washington apart. 
He holds a number of people hostage and uses his captives as his political platform to spread his message and awaken humanity, which I, I love the whole tagline. Uh, I actually watched the film today. And I even noticed you have a, like a cameo in it, right? Yeah, I play the, the TV producer who makes right away money on the, the dead employees, basically, of the TV <laughs> station. <laughs> so, uh, so and uh, I'm not a real actor, but I, I try to make, like, sometimes in Postal, I played a little part, or here, where I make kind of a satire uh, uh, um, move, right? So, um, I mean, I try to see everything with humor in life, you know, like, like so, uh, but at, at the same time, there is stuff what, what is so bad basically that uh, um, I'm really surprised that not more people that the outcry is not there you know like uh, the world keeps going uh, and and we are not like changing anything there are the, the facts on the table but whatever let's say Guantanamo Bay it's still there and, and still nobody knows what to do with it it's like there are like endless problems uh, where where no solution ever gets uh, uh, ever gets really like on the table, and this is this kind of uh, uh, the I as an artist I'm just impatient, you know. Like for me, it's it's like what Obama promised, for example, in his big big speeches, it didn't happen. It, it's not it even happened ten percent of it what he does. promised. And this President is why I'm so all... disappointed uh, from from his presidency. To be honest, you know, it's like he soon soon is over. In two years, it's all over with him. Then he was eight years president, and he almost, besides the the reform of the uh, uh, health insurance, he almost uh, did nothing. They're right. All full of crap. No, you're right. No, you're absolutely right about that. Well, like, um, well, there'll be like. Because I notice you usually do like uh, two or three films of. There's always like many, many sequels. Like, uh, and so like after this film, will there be a rampage? Like, I don't know. I took over the world type one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to actually. I, I develop already Rampage Three, but it will be the last part of it, and they will actually. Uh, uh, I think it will not end up good with him. I want to finish it uh, very realistically, like a manhunt that they finally get him and, and they will kill him. And and uh, uh, but but so it will be in a way a very hard uh, ending. But I think if, what I tried with Rampage is uh, it's like an action film. It's very cynical, and but at the same time it 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 puts the finger in the wound. You know, like when he walks up to the in the station with his two. Uh, uh, like mashing guns and say, look, I'm the result of no gun control. Yeah. <laughs> and then he starts shooting people. I mean, like, it, it's kind of a lot of things what we had in, in uh, American Psycho with Christian Bale also. Yes, like that film. satire el element in it. And, and uh, you basically, you, you get what you asked for. You know, and, and that is the thing, like as an, uh, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm in Canada. I have a gun license in Canada, but I had to, for example, go uh, uh, for, for two days in a seminar, you, you, you get it all through, and then the police is doing the whole background check on you, and then you get your gun license. And there should be no question about it that that should be in U.S. the same. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, the, it, it's crazy to just kind of look at one guy in L.A., the young kid who ran Amok from the, the son of that uh, director or co-director of the Hunger Games or whatever. I mean, how can a, a guy like him, if, if you see this guy for five minutes, you know that he's a psychopath. How can he go in a, in a shop and actually get two handguns that the guy actually sells it to him instead of calling the police? 
That is the crazy thing, and that has to change. It, it, it cannot be that, that people randomly assume you have a credit card or whatever, that you, that you can just buy a gun. It's like, it's too dangerous, and we have, have too many what is the, negative What is the point in uh, having a gun? Tell me the point in having a gun. Why must one have a gun? If you're an American citizen and you have an average job and you're a dad and you're an average man, what is the purpose in having a gun or many guns exactly. in your home? Guns are not necessary. We have police that have guns. Yeah. <laughs> now, no, I don't believe true. that and we like, should have you, guns. I mean, if, you, if you live guns. in the wilderness, I understand why you maybe need a, a, a rifle or something. If a bear comes or, or to whatever, To shoot a deer? Right? To kill uh, a rabbit? Yeah. I so, know, in the wilderness. In the wilderness of Canada? What, are you going to kill a bear? I know, he said in the U.S. In the U.S.? No, what the are US, we going to kill like, each other? Whatever, you know, That's like, all if you're we're like, doing in America. Uh, children are bringing guns to school, killing other children. People are holding yeah. up supermarkets. There's violence here. All guns. Guns are not in yeah, good people's hands. I don't have yeah, a I gun. Know. But look, look at the look in, in, in U.S. when the police stops you in your car. They are like, and you see it in the TV shows uh, nonstop, they are acting like psychos. You know, like That's they true. treat you like okay. you will like grab it. now your gun and you, you get out of your car and shoot the police. Like they're acting already, uh, assuming that guy had just stopped. He will have a gun in the car. He will just start shooting, whatever, right? So, and, and, and that mentality will only change if you get the gun off the streets. Right. right. Let me tell you something about related. police. Canada, I have a very good Germany, friend of mine a who's a detective. Me. He just police? walks up to my car and asks for my driver license and is not pulling out his gun. You know, like it, it just doesn't happen because uh, normally people just don't have guns, uh, 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 especially not in the car, you know. So, I mean, th that is the thing. It's like that whole society uh, in U.S. turns into kind of, uh, uh, it's like a circle into madness, basically, based on all that, that crazy uh, uh, unfixed problems. Big way. You know what? Work on Germany. What, what do you do over there? Kill people still or what? What's going on in Germany? How do you keep <laughs> Germany without killing each other? You have guns in Germany? Let's leave USA alone. How do you feel about Germany? No, I, I think I'm right now uh, disappointed that Germany doesn't give uh, Edward Snowden asylum. But you have uh, you murder know, for, and for killing me, like we me, do Snowden, in this country, in your country. Uh, I don't think so. Germany won't allow it. Most European countries, England doesn't even have guns. Okay. Do you guys well, have guns in Germany? Of course they do. No, in, 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 in Germany, you can get a gun license and you can, you can get a gun also if the police background check and everything is done. It's similar to Canada. In England, are no guns available at all. In Germany, no. you have a lot of hunting going, so people have uh, uh, hunting licenses. But, but at the same time, it's very limited. It's not like just randomly uh, getting, uh, people getting a handout for, for guns. And uh, you also need always, in Canada, by the way, too, two kind of witnesses that they are liable for you. You know, you only need two people so signing you went off crazy, for you they would that, like be that they think you're stable, you. right? So what is good? No, okay, Germany, so go. Germany does not have the crime that we have in this country. This country is the most crime in the world, I believe, except for those Arabs and some of the Asian countries where they just kill everybody off for no reason. Here we kill each other because we're influenced by bad parenting, 
or by movies and television. The violence that is brought to this country through film is disgraceful. Young children, four and five years old, are watching television and they're watching heads being cut off. Other people shooting people. It's a violent country. My country is a violent country. I am a very old guy. And when I was young, we didn't have violence in this country. You didn't lock your door. It was a wonderful country to live in because we didn't have guns. Today, everybody's got a gun. It's the Wild West. It's terrible. But you think really it's Europe movies? doesn't allow it. I Italy think it's, the, it's the social I environment in I know where people goes on live in Italy. and, and, and if, greed and, and availability of guns and, and uh, drugs, uh, uh, stuff like this. I think, look, I grew up faking my, my ID to, to see Friday the 13th or Mother Day or, the, the, you know, Halloween 1, all that movies I watched when I was 12 or 13 in the movie theater secretly in Germany. It's not like... The, the violent movies, and you know it, it, it's like the American movies are running everywhere. They're not like only in U.S. It's so all it's about the like dollar. It's not like other countries don't see violent movies. It's about the dollar. I want to they want it. to make money. They will sell anything. They will show Jesus Christ being cut in pieces and served for dinner if it makes a buck. They don't care. The Hollywood true. of today is not the Hollywood of yesteryear when they had bans and certain restrictions on things. Today's Hollywood is show shit, show pee, show vomit, show blood, show heads being crushed. That's all disgusting. That's not entertainment. And those people that go there and see this garbage and scream in the theater, oh, yeah, man, that's cool, when they see three little babies being shot to death. That's sick. We've got to clean up Hollywood. We've got to clean up our films. We've got to go back to having a little bit of responsibility as to what we put out to the audiences today. Too much killing. Go watch a movie. The vulgarity. Okay, we all curse. I curse more than they do in the movies. But the shooting, the blowing up, the sensationalism has got to go. Don't you agree as a producer of film? Well, he makes sensational films. No, I know that, but he's got to understand that this is not good. You could make a good quality film as well as a blow-up movie. Get a good writer to write a good script, produce a good well-written movie. Actually, no, because his films are good. I never saw one of his films. I don't even know who he is. <laughs> no, <laughs> to be but, quite honest, I'm being frank. No, but, I don't know. He doesn't know who is, I am. Like, I, look, I, I agree and I disagree because there, there is that, that kind of making money out of uh, like where the violence is cynical and it looks like nothing ever happened to the people. Look at the Fast and the Furious where we have Vin Diesel flying 30 meters through the air, landing in a windshield and he has nothing. That is absurd. Right? And then you have uh, movies what I think, if you see my movie Attack on Darfur, you can get it also I think on iTunes or whatever, is really like showing what in Darfur, in Sudan happens. You know, so, so you have to show they're getting children getting impaled, hacked into pieces, women getting raped, and we have 400,000 civilists already dead. And what we're doing? Nothing. So, and that's uh, entertaining. I think that's important to show you the violence in movies. Oh, yeah, I realize you, you bring it out as a point, but it should be a documentary, not a movie. Because when we see a movie, we don't know exactly what we're going to see. If we have a documentary about the impaling of children... I have a choice to go see it or not. But when I see a movie that says the, the Wolf of Wall Street, and I don't know what it's about because I, the title doesn't tell me anything. Years ago, titles told you what the film was. Today, it could be Love in the Afternoon, and you go and see it. And it's a maniac who kills people in the afternoon in Central Park. So you don't know what you see today. And this is what's wrong with film. They have the XXXX ratings, which don't mean a bloody thing because kids get in anyway. We've got to have quality films. We've got to have educational films that teach the young people today that you do not hurt 
abuse, make fun of, insult people of color, religion, sexuality. That's the number one. We've got to stop using those words that divide us. Then we have to go forward as people, as human beings, and say it is wrong to get your father's gun out of the hat box in the closet and shoot all the kids in school. This is what we have to teach the world. The world was not violent in 1955. And no, but John was Wayne was still shooting world. people Today also in 1955, right? It's not that the Western or movies, uh, movies before 1955 were not violent, but they showed the violence different. They you showed know, the violence it in was a way maybe that not so on was the nose. not in your brain to do. When I saw movies of the 90s, like, listen, I saw the Japanese coming down, shooting at us, and they would go, Yankee dog, and we hated the Japanese. As little boys, we used to say, uh, what did we say, war, war on something, and we used to make fun of the Japs. We made fun of the Nazis as well. Because yeah. the war had been over, but there was still an overlay of what the Nazis did. But they showed what was going on in the cruelty of the world in a different way. They didn't make it a bloody episode. They made it a story with a beginning, a middle, and an end. To show the world that crazy people in power do terrible things. It wasn't children in school shooting other children. So this is the point I'm making. The films of the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, 70s, and 80s were very good films. The last five-year films, frightening. Every movie you go to is blowing up, exploding. Superhero people jumping out of windows, which make children think they can jump out of windows. This, this is my platform. This, Less violence, agree. more love. Okay. Right, but you don't, you don't want speech. to limit, and I don't want to limit the the genre possibilities of of the movie history there were always horror movies there were always thrillers and if you make a war movie you made you should make it like platoon it is violent but platoon showed what vietnam wars for example and apocalypse now or deer hunter they're all violent movies and very very good and strong movies i i think uh, it, it is a mistake to to say uh, uh, movies are just the most, uh, uh, the, the biggest reason for, for this kind of violence, what's going on. I think there are other reasons and, and uh, bigger other reasons, basically, that, that uh, uh, violence happens in, in society. You know, so uh, if it's school violence or if it's like uh, drug violence and gang uh, violence, whatever. But I agree with you that one thing happened, and I don't, I don't actually know what, is the the people are not sensitive sensitive anymore about that they're all cynical even 12 years old boys are cynical about what's going on in the world absolutely and, uh, well, that is a problem. movies have desensitized us yes yeah desensitized exactly that is a there's problem. no question about it but i'm not talking about the war movies because that's history and you can't rewrite history and you can't make history out to be pretty some history is ugly what i'm talking about is the violence in the film that has nothing to do with war it shows a, a guy walking down the street with a gun in his back pocket and a friend of his walks by and calls him something and he shoots him i'm talking about unnecessary murder violence where it doesn't make the script any better i'm talking about Shooting somebody today is nothing. In my day, yeah, like, my look, God, you wouldn't kill you talk, anybody. You, you wouldn't live with yourself, let alone movies. go to the electric I chair. I think in Quentin Tarantino movies, violence is the point why a right. scene happens. You know? I also think. Well, I also think that what you said before, like Fast and the Furious, where you see the guy, you know, driving over a bridge and falling, yep. you know, a thousand feet to the ground and living and and all. I, I think that all the. Um, <clears throat> 
unrealistic stuff that happens in all the films today also helps people think that maybe like that those things are actually possible we have and, and maybe we don't like and, and it also to me makes the movies kind of stupid and I'm a fast and furious like I love those films I actually did the costume design for one of them um, and I liked them but like you know they were unrealistic when they started and now by film number five and six it's so like unrealistic it's like they're driving off of the Empire State Building and living and stuff and like I, I read super not, unrealistic I read not long ago in the newspaper I think believe it was a London Times one of the papers I read and it was about young kids were playing and they were acting out a movie and the one boy put on a football helmet and a an outfit a football outfit and set himself on fire because he thought that would protect him because that's what he saw in a movie that they put on the fire clothing and he burned he burned very badly I don't know that he died at that time but he was critical kids jump out of windows thinking they can be superheroes like spider-man kids are impressionable also though kids need parents to like of course they don't, talk well, to the them. parents are stupider than them because <laughs> the parents love this crap the parents buy it and bring it home and put it on in the DVD Let's move. Let's move to a different su stu subject real quick. So, Mr. Uve, everybody in the chat room, they want to know if you're on Twitter and Facebook. I know you're on Facebook. You don't actually tweet, do you? Uh, not myself. I have somebody doing it for me, and so it's, I'm I'm not a big uh, uh, tweeter. And and but I'm on Facebook, and I'm actually uh, there are various overballs on Facebook. But I'm the guy on a photo with. Uh, 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 from my movie Postal, where I'm in the middle between Bush and Bin Laden, and we all three have a blast <laughs> together and, and, and shake our, <laughs> our hands. So, uh, what a place to the, be. That is I want to tell you something. On I enjoyed you, you on photo. this show so much, you have no idea. Because when I lived in Europe, we used to go sit downstairs and have coffee, and all the young people would argue this way and talk this way. In Europe, they care about the world. I'm sorry to say in America, not too much. Everybody here wants to wear a beautiful designer shirt, drive a designer car, go to an expensive restaurant and just laugh the world away. Europe, young people are very political and very involved in what goes on in the government. That I admire most about Europe. Germany especially. Very, very intelligent people that really try to change things. And uh, you're, 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 you were a very good interview. I really enjoyed you. Most of my interviews are stupid and flip, but this was a good one. So forgive me if I got a little tough, but that's, I'm, I'm a Guinea from Brooklyn, what can I tell you? <laughs> well, it's perfect. Very good. Okay, thank you very much. And uh, so uh, hopefully uh, you give it a shot and watch one or two of I'm my movies. Go Maybe ahead the and Rampage watch one Hang on, let's the do the premiere again. So everybody, the name of uh, the new film is called Rampage, Capital Punishment. It's going to be released on Video On Demand and DVD August 9th in the United States and October 21st in Canada. Um, you want to go back maybe before it comes out and uh, watch the original film Rampage and also check out all Uwe Boll's films. Uh, I recommend, if you like horror movies, House of the, De House of the Dead and all the Alone in the, the Alone in the Dark 1 and the 2 and In the Name of the King, which is such a, a an incredible cast it's not even funny and um and i have to tell you i have not seen postal but i've heard really good things about it so we're gonna where is postal on netflix by any chance uh i to be honest right now i don't know it's uh it's it was released by vivendi universal on dvd so it should be on ebay or amazon or something just for 3.99 or whatever as a dvd we're gonna uh, have to get postal because like i heard a lot of good things about it and then you talked about the picture of you between you know, oh, that, Osama that, Bin Laden Bush. So we're going to have to check that, that one out. That makes me want to see it, just for that picture alone. And so uh, <laughs> yeah, we want to thank you for coming on the Jimmy Star Show. We want to thank Clint Morris from October Coast and Publishing. We wish you all the luck with the new film, Rampage Capital Punishment. 
And um, and if uh, if you got anything to promote, let us know. We'd love to have you back, and we want to thank you for coming on the Jimmy Star Show. And, and in knowing you, you now on this show, I suspect that your movie will be very tasteful. I think you're a guy that knows how to do it right, and I definitely will watch your movie. Thank you. Okay, thank bye. Good night. Avita Zane. That was an interesting um, interview. I, I'm sorry I got so carried away, but it's an issue that I really fight about because, you know, Lily McLeod has her song out, and it's What About the Beautiful Children, which the Obamas and the rest of America now, we're trying to use it to awaken people to the idea that children are being abused and not only raped, kidnapped, and beaten up, but their minds are being abused by the certain things that they see, the sexuality, the perversion, the, the murders, the killing, the exploding. That destroys a young, growing mind. So when, we, when Lily sings, what about the beautiful children? She's singing about those kids, too, that are watching somebody blow up a building, and the next day they go and blow up the building. We are responsible for those beautiful children. Absolutely. And the song is wonderful, and I adore that song, and I'm crazy about Lily McLeod because she cares about children, and I'm so happy the Obamas love that song, and I wish somebody would come forward and make it an anthem of some kind where we all can stand together and start to protect the children. They're with you in the chat room. They said, Well, didn't. because remember, our children today will rule the country tomorrow. Here's a thing, too, though, about Uwe Boll, which, like, um, <clears throat> Uh, Chad, are you still there? Here, Captain. Yeah, like he's he's like a, he's like one of the most controversial like directors in Hollywood. I'm glad he was a good fight. I loved it. I enjoyed no, he, it. I, I could be his best friend. He's considered to be super controversial. A lot of his movies cost a lot of money. They don't always make a lot of money at the front end. But he gets some film. Like I read all kinds of stuff where he gets his. The German has like these tax breaks where if the film doesn't make any money, right. You don't have to pay taxes on it and stuff. And so he's getting written up because even if his films don't make money, they, he makes a lot of money. But my daughter Leslie's good friend, Heidi Gilday, Gilda, whatever it was, she lived in Germany for a couple of years because she married a German guy. And when she came back to the United States to live, she said, it's nothing in Germany like it is here. She said, here she's afraid to let her children go out and play in the street. She said, Germany is so well behaved and there's none of this nonsense. It's very strict because the police in Germany, you know, don't fool around with them. Well, they're, they're toughos. I guess they got it from the war. In the maybe. movie industry, like a lot of people don't like him because, like, number one, they don't like his films, which I actually like him. I think are they're his pretty films good. good, Jimmy? Um, I don't know if you well, would I like them. Like, well, I mean, are they horrible? They're going to damage people. They're not like movies. That, they're not like cheap indie films. I mean, some of his films cost $60, 70000000 million right. to make. They're good films. Well, I will look. Um, a lot of them are made after, like, video games. Um, a lot of them have a lot of violence because they're based after video games that are violent. Um, and he just gets panned, and I'm not sure why. I think just a lot of people are jealous because he makes a lot of money. Well, I don't think that people are jealous that he makes money because people make money. I think maybe people are annoyed with him because he's not doing well. Well, the thing that upset me was when he kept talking poorly about the USA. I didn't care for that, and I lost my temper, and I apologize to my listening audience. But I love my country, and I love everything about it, even the crap that goes on in it. I want to help my country before I kick the bucket and leave. I would wish that I don't I think, though, he was talking bad about No, he country. wasn't talking bad. He was saying that the, the I know standards that, here are not good like they no, are other I, places. I know that, but when a foreigner does it, it's disrespectful. It's like, you know, a gay guy can say fag 
but if a, a straight person says it, it's an offense. It's the same thing. If you are from a foreign company, country, don't say poor things about America. It's just not done. It's politically incorrect. If he were an American, then he has a right to use his freedom of speech to say this country stinks. But when a foreigner does it, I stand back. Like, again, I say, I lived in Italy. I know what that's like. People were jealous of me because I was an American, and I drove a beautiful car, and I had lovely clothes, and they had, but they didn't have quite what I had. And they were jealous, and they would always say to me, oh, here comes the Americano, which was not nice. It was like saying, here comes the fag, same thing, not meaning gay. And I used to say to them, you know, well, if it bothers you that I'm an American, turn around and F off, you know. So I had always an answer, but I don't like European people to discuss our country. Oh, I, I it's none of their business. I don't think though that it was just just, just no no in general in, it, just in general it's not it's not it's no one's business outside of this country what goes on in this country except us. When they come on our shores to hurt us, then it becomes their problem. Then we're going to kick okay, their well, asses out. Okay, well, I want to get out. to say what I think. You got to say what yeah, you said. I, just, I want to get yeah, to say what go, I say. Go, go. Which my whole point of the whole thing, and, and I might have interpreted it totally wrong, is he was saying that in Canada and in Germany, it's very difficult to get a gun and it's not in America and he thinks that it would be better if it was. So I don't think he was... No, because of America's high crime rate. In other words, he's saying what all people in Europe are saying. America is a battleground I know I've got friends that live in London, live in Genoa. I mean, I've got friends all over the world, practically. And they all say, you know, another thing happened in the United States. Another school was shot. Ten more kids were killed. I mean, it is a terribly violent situation we have now. Why is there such violence now? And when I was a kid, all we did was play crackers. For, uh, we played in the street, Ringolario. Yeah, I did too. I mean, we played games. We didn't have guns We played out in the street. I was. We played out in the street. Kickball I mean, and ride bicycles when, and all that when stuff. When I went to high school, the bad kids wore black leather jackets and jeans, and they were like the punks. And there were a few of those kids that tried to you know, hurt the other kids. And we found out that their parents were drunkards or mother hadn't a father. I mean, they came from very bad homes. So we were able to understand that they didn't have, they weren't privileged children like we were. So, but today we have privileged children living in Beverly Hills with the best educations and they flipping out and killing their mothers and fathers. What the hell is going on in this country? It's Somebody's got to do something about it. No, you're right about that. We've got we to have talk to, to the children. Here's what we have to do. We have to play All This Love Is For You by Robert G. Because yeah, like, but I, wish we could, I think what would be really appropriate now is to play Lily's song, What About the Beautiful Children, so that maybe I could melt some of the hearts out there that are listening. And please join. Chad, can you do that? Please join Anything. our fight. Please join us. It's not a club to join. If you see a kid in trouble. And you know the mother's no good and she's beating it. Please report that kid. If you see a kid being sexually assaulted by an uncle or an aunt, please report that child. Report anything you see. Even if you, you got it wrong, you might have gotten it right. We, the people, have got to oversee our children today. I love children. <laughs> Don't care. Anyway, you guys, so moving forward, children. he loves children. He loves... He loves children. I love children. I'm getting emotional. Everybody in the chat room, he's getting emotional. So what we're going to do is play Lily McLeod's What About the Beautiful Children. And cry when I hear it, because when I hear that song, I cry. It's oh. a very great song. Chad, you ready? Ready. All right, everybody. Here you go. Life and love. What about the children?
song. Yeah, that's What About the Beautiful Children by Lily McLeod. It's such a beautiful song. I freaking like love it. And Lily- it's available, you guys, for download on iTunes in every country in the world. Lily McLeod, I adore you. I love you. And I know you're a very religious girl. And I know that your Jesus loves you as well. Anyway, um, let me just say one thing. Lily didn't make this song to make money, by the way, because she has a hit coming out very soon that we're going to do on the Jimmy Starr Show, a song that's outrageous and fabulous. That's the one she's going to make money with. This song she did sort of as as like a charity thing. I don't know what. What were you saying, Chad? I said get the Hollywood Vixen on the line. Oh, good. What's up, Deirdre? Hello, everybody. How are you? Fantastic. Say hello to your chat room. Hi, chat room. How are you? I hope everybody else isn't drowning in the rain like I am here in New Orleans. (laughs) Oh, my God. It is such a thunder and lightning and rainstorm like you wouldn't believe. I'm not on the computer. I'm calling in because I'm literally thinking that in the next half an hour, hour, I'm probably going to lose power. So I didn't want a chance being on the computer. Lightning almost hit right by the house. The whole house shook. I felt like I was going to Oz. I wasn't sure if I should click my heels three times and say, take me back to Philadelphia right now or get on my bike and dun da dun da 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 Way to go. It's terrible, just, though, just, the rain. Just hop on your broom and get here as quick as you can. Ronnie. I know. Oh, please. I'm like, click, up, click my heels three times, jump on my broom, and come back home. Well, we had that storm here last week, the thunder and the lightning and the rain. It was really terrible. Um, oh. It's not just New Orleans, honey. It, we get that all over the world. <laughs> but she's got it now. We I don't. know. I know. It just seems to follow her. So what good news? Have you got any dirt from Hollywood? Well, yeah. Apparently, with all of this thunderstorms and lightning and shitty weather, Sofia Vergara is shooting her movie down here with Reese Witherspoon, Don't Mess with Texas. Well, oh, cool. if she gets so frightened by all of the thunder and the lightning, I know how fragile that little Colombian princess is. She What's has that? a That'd very hot... Oh, Sophia. I life. love Sophia. Huh? I love Sophia. She's not frail and fragile, is she? Oh, she's a nightmare. I'll get into that. But anyway, she's a prima donna. Really? But really? If, she's, if she's rattled by the storm, she has a very hot, tall wolf-like guy, new boyfriend, to keep her warm. They were just spotted in New Orleans having dinner one night. Waitress there said they were very, very cozy, kissing, snuggling, and that hot stuff boyfriend is, uh, and I'm going to pronounce his last name wrong, and I'm Italian too, so I should know this, the guy from True Blood. What is The guy from True Blood? The the real hot wolf guy? Yes, I'll see. Joe Manganiello? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. He's on the cover of yeah. People for the Sexiest Body in Hollywood right now. So Sophia's yeah, making it with him? Is, it should be carved in marble somewhere sitting in a museum. It's that perfect. Yeah, he's gorgeous. So wait yeah. a minute. Is but, Sophia making it with him or are they just buddies? No, they are together. They are a couple. He's he is, And the funny thing is, what's so poetic about it is that he had said, you know, prior years ago in interviews when people ask, so, you know, like, who's your celeb crush? yada, 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 being a celebrity yourself, he said Sofia Vergara. He loves her butt. He loves butts in general. He's a butt man. He's attracted to feisty women, and he likes Latinas. But she is kind of a bitch. Um, She was very rude to the wait staff. You know, she walked in demanding a table at the restaurant. She's very much your Colombian princess. 
So that wow. that's me. too bad because yeah, I, 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 I never, I, I never liked her, and then we saw her in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, chef. chef, and then I really liked her, and I thought, oh my god, she's so nice and she's so pretty, and now she's dating the wolf from True Blood, and he's like a total hunk. I mean, she's beautiful yeah. with a dynamite body, and I love her little accent, and I thought she was kind of Carmen Miranda-like, you yeah. know, sweetie pie-ish. But, but you know what? Sometimes they're interpreted as bitches. You know that. I've been out. How many celebrities, Deirdre, do we know and we've been with? Mr. Blackwell, the 10 worst dress list, was the worst, and he was the nicest guy in the world in person. I, I bet you're right. I bet she's a bitch. I don't know about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. I would have to I'm know gonna, her I'm to gonna judge her I'm going to bet money on it. I'm going to bet 100 bucks she's a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, I bet so too. Bitch. Okay, well, at least, at least she's wait, wait, hooking up on. with a cute guy. Have you seen her yet, Deirdre? No, I haven't seen her around town. So keep an eye on her. If you see her, see if she's really not a nice person. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, but as I said, Mr. Blackboard used to order them around in restaurants terribly. The coffee was never hot enough and the meat never tasted good. I mean, he complained. He was a tyrant. But in personal life, he was a doll. So she could just be one of those restaurant bitches, you know, that likes to carry on in restaurants. You know, everything on the side. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, that dude from True Blood is awesome, though, and like, and True Blood really has made him a star. You watch, who, who he's going to he? be... Who is he? His name's Joe Manginiolo or something. No, you won't know him, but... but uh, Manginella or something like that. Is he but, really good-looking, dude? Um, he's very, very dark. He almost could look Arabic or even, like, Hispanic. Yeah, he's good looking. I mean, he's a little too dark for me, but he's definitely hot, Naples. and his body's way hot. Yeah, he's got a. I'll show you because when we go to the grocery store, like he's like on the cover of like every magazine at the moment because he's oh, like the hot okay. thing. So good yeah, for I mean, Sophia. She's getting a hot piece. I would not That's say good. no by any means. I would definitely go. Maybe she'll be nicer in the restaurants after a night with him. <laughs> Well, maybe not, like depending how he performs. A, you know, you could have all that looks and beauty and be a dud in bed. Or you well, could sometimes be unattractive. Think, you know, Frank Sinatra went through a period of only bawling ugly women. And he was asked about that. Why are you going out with these gross women? He said they're the best in bed. Ava Gardner laid there and said, do me. You know, she didn't. Well, she was wild, but not like ugly women, he said, have to make a man get there better. So, Deirdre, we went and saw Deliver Us From Evil. It's good. Oh, how was that? It was good. good. You'll like it. it. Your, your liked dad it. liked it, and yeah. like you know, I hate those, I hate and those he hates those kind of movies, and he actually liked movies. it. Loved it. It was fun. It has Eric Bana in it as a star. I liked oh, okay. it because it's it was not about a ghost. here in New Orleans yet. Surprise, surprise. But if and when it does come, I want. We don't exactly get the hottest movies, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we also we also then we we stuck I mean, I in and watched South, Tammy. You know. Yeah, we snuck in and we, we snuck in and watched Tammy, Tammy, and Tammy was terrible. What bad? Oh yeah, that I wouldn't even waste money on. I and mean, I love her; she is a hoot, and she cracks me up. And she's so talented, but she's beating a dead horse with playing the you know heavy, heavy set, pathetic. No, no, she's that, doing the same performances you know, in every movie, comedy, and with, like, it's boring. Enough, enough. It wasn't funny at all. Her spontaneity is gone. Her newness is worn off. Now we know her 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 ploys before she does them. Yeah. But she's funny. I still like her as an actress. I do too, but I wouldn't recommend Tammy to anybody. I think of uh, well, Don't do that. You're going to hurt the box sales and you know, we're in the business. We should be, you know, saying go go go. Matter. People were leaving when we were watching it. They were it's getting true. up and leaving. It's true. <laughs> really? It's true. The couple behind yeah, us it was bad. got people up and left. But I mean, Deliver Us from Evil for a horror movie uh, with with spirits and stuff. It was actually really really good. I I really like enjoyed it a lot. 
Which is funny because well, I thought it would be the other way story. around that we'd like Tammy and we wouldn't like Deliver Us Exactly. From evil. I thought the same. And, you know, we snuck into Tammy. You know, we do that. Jimmy and I <laughs> pay for good. one movie that's and then when that's over, on we that go movie. to the next theater. But you know what? There's a line of people doing it. And the theater here in, 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 uh, in Don't New Don't say Hope, where. Shut up. <laughs> what? Don't let the movie theater know which which movie theater. Yeah, you don't want the movie theater to know which movie theater we do that in. Yeah, oh. dumb dumb. <laughs> I doubt they're listening. You never know. You never anyway, know. You know they don't care here. They let everybody do it. You know why? Oh, There's nobody in the watch. theater. Next Jimmy and I one night went to watch a movie. We were the only you? ones. I said, Jimmy. This reminds me of in Beverly Hills when I used to go to a friend of mine's house, a big star, and they used to have movies and just we would sit there. It's like a private showing. That's you remember funny. who I'm talking about, Dutch. So anyway, okay, so is there any other cool stuff going on in New Orleans? Because like, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, it's cool that you've got Reese Witherspoon. I would love to meet Reese Witherspoon. But wait a minute. Wait. Honey Bunch, are you getting in this film? No. No, I'm not getting in the film. How come? Um, there's no role right. <laughs> oh, now, well, tell me about the reality show you're doing. Uh, it's called Dare Me for Charity, and it's, uh, it's a whole nationwide effort. They're going around to different cities, and they're filming different teams. You do um, high-fall stunt jumps for your charity. So we chose Arno, which is Animal Rescue of New Orleans, um, and the winning team will win a million dollars for their charity. So how, many, how many millions? One. Huh? Oh, these, I thought you said five well, million. No, one million. I thought it was five million, but it's, it's one million. Um, so I am working with a stunt, um, a stunt guy, and he's going to teach us how to properly, you know, fall and jump and land. And you land on those big, ba- you know, air like a crash bag. So well, how many totally how many fine. feet high are you when you jump? I'm only forty feet, which is not what that's like, forty feet. That's, that's like a diving board. Oh, Deirdre, maybe you shouldn't take that job. Oh, it's a f- cool one. I think go for it. You know, it's I got to worry fun. about that. Too. You know what? It's fun. You're gonna you're gonna like the training what? for 40, it. Who wants to fall forty feet? You Deirdre, get, you're gonna like you the throw tra- up. Let me talk. No, you're gonna like the you're gonna like the uh, the, the training like for it better than the, the jump itself because like uh, when I went skydiving, you know, you spend before oh. you can skydive, they spend the whole day teaching you how to land, and it was a lot of fun. Don't encourage yeah. you to jump off buildings. What are you crazy? It's only forty feet. Forty feet's a lot. Yeah, it's only forty feet. That's like. That's that's like the, the, the public pool diving board. It's not, yeah, that, it's not that high. If she said so, 140 feet, that'd be different. But 40 feet. Yeah. That's, I was 3,000 feet 40 when I jumped. about six stories high. No, it's not. How many feet to story? Like ten, three. 10, 20, oh, 20, two stories high. That's, so that's a lot. <laughs> Can't you get a job like nice playing like a, like a nurse or something? No. <laughs> so they're going to the, so air the reality show uh, sometime in September. I'm not sure when the date is, but I'll, I'll keep everybody posted. Make sure you get a copy of it, too, so like somehow yeah, she'll or put tape it, she'll or put it so on her reel. Definitely go on her reel. Now, what part no, do you play not, in it? That's not, but that can go on my resume. So now, now I can be a stunt woman. I can do high fall jumps. <laughs> Why are you looking for that's trouble? Cool. I can't believe this girl. She's going to put me in an early grave. I think it's fun as could be. Also, you know, in a minute, we're going to have Jillian Jensen calling in. I don't know. You don't watch any of the singing shows, do you, Deirdre? No. She was on American Idol and X Factor, uh, oh, two okay. different seasons, and uh, so she's going to be calling in in a minute, and um, 
I forgot why. I don't know. I, I just brought that you up because I know. She, no, I just brought it. I just brought because I know she's going to call in, in a minute, and I want to make sure we know. Every night, coming. Jimmy and I have been watching Orange Is the New Black, and I got to tell you, Barbara's doing a hell of a job on that show. We have two more to go before the end, and I hear from everybody the end is outrageous. Did you so, saw it already? Oh, yeah, yeah, don't tell me what ending. it is. I don't want to know anything about too. it. But I heard that Barbara is fabulous in the end. Is she? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, she's good. You know, you'll see. Oh, okay. You're not gonna ruin it. First of all, Deidre, I'm like, I'm contacting all the different cast members to see if we can get some more of them on the show. Mm-hmm. Excellent. That'd be all. Well, yeah, we had Taryn on last year. Yeah, we're gonna. Get I told Jimmy. I said to Jimmy, Deidre's got to come to New York, and she's got to audition for one of those parts. You could play one of those prisoners so good, beating everybody up and throwing things and screaming and hitting and smashing, because you're a tough New Yorker, and you know how to yeah. do that stuff, because. You know, New Yorkers know how to do that. Yeah, and you're very really New York asking, in your so. ways. I mean, and I thought, wouldn't know? you be a good prison matron? Yeah, you'd be good on that or, one. Or one. We of, could put some fake teeth in you and you could be like friends with Pensatucky's friends. Exactly. <laughs> no, I thought there's a million things. She could play one of the dykes. She could play one of the femmes. She could play one of the straight girls. She could play anybody. I mean, it's a challenging role. Would you play a dyke ever? Uh, yes, I would. Yeah, and would the role of choirs, then yeah. Well, I, first of all, I would not play a gay guy because people might think I'm gay. Yeah. First of all, listen, you guys, because I went online and I found the Twitters for all the different actresses and actors on it and started following them. And when you see what they look like in real life compared to like the girl who who plays the crazy black girl who hits herself on the head I all the time, her. she's, she's beautiful. Good. Wait till you see her in real life when she doesn't and have that hair. She you know, is they all, a theatrically looks trained actress. This chick has done Shakespeare. She has done so much theater. Crazy Susan. Susanna, yeah, or whatever yeah. her name is, she is such an amazing actress. If you look at They're her all amazing, training Deirdre. Everyone on there does a performance that is an Academy Award winning performance. Ron! I've never seen... Oh, wait, wait, what? Yes? Ronnie, you, you need to turn up the, the headphones over there because you're talking over Deej. Okay. There you go. Go on, Deed. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm on my cell phone, so that's why. Oh, that's no, too I'm loud saying, for if me. You, if you look at uh, Crazy Susan's at, um, resume... She is theatrically trained. I, I believe she's done Shakespeare. She's done quite a bit of theater. I mean, she's just got such a training. And it shows. She's great. I love her. Well, the girl we had on our show, what's her name again? Taryn Manning. Taryn, 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 Taryn Manning Taryn is Manning. fantastic. She's Pensatucky. Yeah. Oh, my God, is she fabulous. I love that name, Pensatucky. She plays yeah, I, I, really I can't well. wait to see her when she comes on the screen because she just thrills me with her acting. Well, also, we have to have her back on the show, The girl, the girl who, has, who plays Pensatucky. The girl who... The reason that we've turned them up, though, is because, like, you're talking over everybody. Like, everybody's talking, and you don't hear them, so you're just talking. And I'm too loud. Lower my no, mic. You don't have to okay. turn up all the headphones. Just turn up the input for uh, the Skype. You know what I'm okay. saying? Me on the board. Just, I'll speak softly. I won't go into the mic. No, it isn't. No, it's not that you're speaking too loud. You it's just, just that, hear. like, people are talking, and you don't hear them talking. So, like, you're talking over them, even though they're, like, <laughs> you know, just started talking. a sentence. I told you, good morning, America. They all talk over I know, each but, other. But you, gotta, go. you can't do it that much. But it's very challenging when you're trying to get a thought out or you're trying to, to go off of what somebody it has else to be, said. It, it has to be bad if Chad's like bringing it up. Well, as yeah. I said before, it's not You've a talk show. Some, it's a conversation. Some room for timing. This is all timing. <laughs> all right, so I'll be still. Go, go, everybody else, do the show. I'm going to be still now. No, that's not what we're saying. Don't go that No, I, I want to do now. that. I don't want to talk all the time. No, we're not Even saying though it's a talk show. We're saying just like let uh, people f- like at least almost finish the sentence. <laughs> My mother used to say an empty drum makes the most noise. 
Okay. I don't even know. I don't even know In what other that words, means. An empty head. Oh, an empty head never shuts up. Well, the girl who plays the the girl with the blonde hair on the show, who's who was Pennsylvania's friend with no teeth, she's beautiful too. Like I couldn't believe how pretty everybody looks when they're not like you know prisoners with bad teeth and like corn rolls in their hair and stuff like that. Everybody's really very attractive in the show. And the lead blonde reminds me so much of Taya Gill. I thought yeah, that Taylor Taya... Schilling. That's her name. Yeah, but doesn't she look like Taya from from Queer Folk? Taya is another friend of mine for, for a long time ago. I haven't spoken to Taya in a while, but I bet you Taya would have killed for that part. She could never have handled it. Taya? Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's an emotional part, too. Yeah. Hey, I, I think that everybody in the show is great. Anybody who hasn't seen Orange is the New Black, pay $8 a month and subscribe to Netflix so you can see it because it really, really, really is uh, a fantastic show. And uh, and everybody in it is a really really good actor, and it's just a lot of fun. And I love Netflix. I watch it all the time. I think my movie's coming on Netflix soon. Croker. I'm gonna croker when I see it again. So, Meanwhile, guess who uh, Zach Efron is dating? And I'm so like utterly mind blown. Well, it ain't me. Dating this girl. Who? Michelle Rodriguez. The really? lesbian. I thought she was a lesbian. She is a lesbian. Well, could be. I always thought she was oh. a lesbian. Zac Efron, like 21-year-old or 22-year-old Zac Efron. Michelle Rodriguez has to be like 40. No, Michelle Rodriguez is in her 30s, early 30s, and Zac's in his mid-20s now. Yeah, wow. they're like on vacation together. There's pictures of them like making out on a boat. They're like holding hands. I just, I'm kind of speechless. I'm kind of surprised because she's so tough. You know, she plays these tough characters yeah. so all she's the time. Dyke. But I, I know many lesbians that um, went straight, or supposedly they, they're still gay, but they got married. Doesn't mean you maybe, can't go straight. It's may, impossible. You're born gay. You don't change. Maybe it's a put on. That's a show. Maybe. Yeah, right. maybe maybe it Zach maybe Zach is a little bit of a limperist, That's what I'm and saying. he's got the dyke well, maybe, as, a, as a beard. I don't know. Maybe she's bisexual, but I thought she. Had, I think she, I think she actually did world. say she was like, bisexual one time. I mean, that's Zac Efron. Let me tell you something. If he was gay, I'm on my way. I'm off to oh, Hollywood. Oh, honey, you and, kill me. you and like nine million other men will be fighting to the death to be with Zac Efron. He's he is so kidding? beautiful. He is really, truly he a is. gorgeous guy. I mean, if I were young today and I had to pick the perfect guy to be with, I would pick Zac. Jimmy Stein? Oh. As my boyfriend if I were young. Even as an old yeah, man, I'd hot. pick him. <laughs> if I were dead, I'd pick him. Anyway, he's a cutie pie. So you think this chick is a bisexual or just covering up or whatever? Who knows? Know. It's Hollywood. I mean, Who cares? You know, it's their private lives. It's their know. business. Who cares if they chew rug or if they eat lollipops? Who wow. cares? Munch. <laughs> what was it? Munch rug? Lucky, because she gets to like, make out with If they munch carpet, that's with... the expression. What? I said she's lucky because he, you know, she gets to make out with him and have sex with him. So I don't care if she's gay, straight, or bi. She's one lucky girl. She's she just lucky. Googled, I just Googled it, and uh, I just Googled it, and it says that she's um, that she came out recently as bisexual. So, and let me tell you something. Oh, I have so that explains it. Maybe I know a million people, and I know that a lot of women that go with gay men say that sex is better with a gay man than a straight man, because the gay man knows what to do, and he takes his time and he satisfies his partner. And the same thing with lesbians. I heard that lesbians are in bed. Straight men go crazy for them because they're aggressive and they do things to men that, you know, straight women don't like to do. So I think that maybe when you're bisexual, you're in touch with sex a lot better than when you're heterosexual. 
and you know just one way to go. I mean, I was married, so I should know. Well, I, I actually Googled it, and like when you do it, like it shows up pictures of her kissing him and stuff. So, Didger, yeah. like you're, you're totally on it. He is a very young, he's what? probably one of the better looking young men in Hollywood. You can't kiss he's for the best a photo looking op? guy in Hollywood. He he's puts gorgeous. George Clooney to shame now. Yeah. I don't know if oh, I think totally. he's the best looking. Do you think he's cute, Deirdre, from Gorgeous. a female's, from a straight woman's perspective? Gorgeous. Jack Efron? I didn't ask you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I met him at the 2010 Oscars. Well, not really met him. He was walking towards me because there was somebody next to me that he knew, not me, of course, sadly. But, I mean, he was literally within inches of me. And I, it was like in the movies when your head follows somebody. And you don't mm -hmm. realize it. And I had to, like, snap out of it for a second because I'm like, Deirdre, you look like an idiot, you know. <laughs> but he was now, if just... He, if he um, wanted to have uh, his way uh, with you, would you let him? Huh? If he wanted to have his way with you, would you oh, let absolutely. him? Oh, my God. In this a heartbeat, is, this yes. This is what she looks like. She's... I mean, do you know what that means? If he wants to bang you, that's what it means. <laughs> yes, yes. To have Zac Efron inside me, yes. <laughs> well, yes, we don't I, need I, the I, description, Deirdre. No. We don't I need consent, the whole... I consent. It's consensual. TMI, yes, TMI. I love it. TMI, TMI. Oh, my gosh. Deirdre, oh that was God. fabulous. What's what? Right? I would love to have TMI. Zac Efron, you are invited to be inside me. How about that? There you go. The indication no, is that we leave out the that. inside part. Let's oh. tweet to him and see if we can, like... Break no. him up with the Break dyke. Break him up with the... She's not a dyke. She's bisexual. <laughs> what, what, what with the bisexual dyke? Actually, like, I loved her in Blue Crush. Like, that surfing movie. Like, that was a cool yeah. movie. I have no idea who she is. She was in Blue Crush, and she's in The Fast and the Furious, like, the first couple movies. Actually, she's in most of them. Actually. I've never and seen Lost. Her. She I plays Vin Diesel's girlfriend. He's never, I've never seen, seen any seen of those her. movies, though. I don't think he's going to know her. Okay. I'll know. show you one day. Hey, did you get any more dirt on Angie doing Cleopatra? No, nothing. Okay. When you do, yeah. let us have that scoop. I'm going to show him a picture of what she actually like looks like in a second here. So, I'm What do you yeah. think of the, the guy that's supposed to be the transsexual in the movie? He's very good. He is a transsexual. Is he a real transsexual? He is a trans real transsexual. Oh, I thought he was just... In Orange is the New Black is what he's talking about, Deirdre. Oh, okay. I was like, wait a minute. What movie are you talking about? No, oh, just, I love is he really a, a Yeah, he was, on the, cover, he was on the cover of Time Magazine. Oh, so he's a tranny. Um... Is that what it's called? Transsexuals are called trannies. Where the hell are you? You're gay. You Haven't forgot. you heard, of, heard Joan Rivers lately? Or transgender. <laughs> <laughs> you know, somebody wrote that on my on my face page. They said that I'm the male Joan Rivers. I meant to mention that on the show. Hmm. Few people have said that. Yeah, they said maybe. you and Joan Rivers together could destroy the world. I thought that's a terrible thing to say. I think Joan is funny. Not this in person. Is, I this know is her. her. She's not so hot. She's, she's okay. She's ordinary looking. She's not like that Sophia broad. She's kind of manly. Um, yeah, beautiful. no, no, no. She's not your hot. No, she's ordinary. Not. If I saw her in the street, I'd walk right by. Yeah. She's, she's, she's not like Angie Jolie. She is actually a really good actress, though. As far as oh, actresses I'm sure she's go. a good actress. Actually, actresses and everything are, are seem to be get everybody gets seems to be getting better. And if you notice too, all the actors are doing TV shows now. Like, oh, there's all kinds of new TV shows coming out with big movie stars. Yeah, that are oh, doing everything. The um, I forgot who uh, who it is. Oh, Lee Schreiber is doing a um, a new TV show on Showtime, and I forgot the name of it. Oh crap! But um, he's doing it. He's a phenomenal actor. He was in Schindler's List. He's been in so many things. He's married to um, Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts. Yeah, and I mean she's he's doing TV shows. Was. Everybody's now, doing right? TV shows. No. The big thing How now is Naomi? there's a cartoon that. Um, that um, Jay Leno is on, and um, 
uh, Whoopi Goldberg, they're all doing voiceovers for, and I forgot, it's a Nickelodeon cartoon, and I forgot what it's called. Uh, Jay Leno plays a crystal ball, so he lends his voice to the character of the crystal ball. I'm not sure who um, Whoopi Goldberg lends her voice to, but that's another big thing, too, that a lot of big wig actors are doing. You know, you're doing voiceovers for, for TV because... Pays film, well, my dear, pays really very stink. well. I got to tell you, the, the scripts and the concepts out there, they really suck. There's not a lot to pick from. There's really not. Well, we have in mind for you to read for Beacon Audiobooks, the Winthrop Oh, I want to do that. So, you know, we have the, I have the book. It's over 50 years old. It's 100 years old or whatever it is. So it's an old story. It's about Long Island and New York City sure. in, the, in the time yeah. of the Pilgrims. And Ooh. okay, I'm not supposed to do that anyway. <laughs> it's too soon to put it out in the public, but anyway, nobody heard me. I mean, nobody's really listening. So, oh, yeah, right. Nobody, so, you know. So, anyway, to the two or three people out there that are listening, don't spread it around. No, it's okay that she does books, it's a wonderful audio, book. Just can't I've, tell I've, the books no, yet. I, well, it's a story that's fascinating about a woman that gets here from Ireland over on a sailboat ship with the pirates kind of and how she works her way up in the government. Oh, they're talking about in the chat room that Donovan is the name of the Leave Schreiber show and uh, Donovan oh. also you know who else is on that show? Jonathan Sheck and uh, ah. John Voigt and John Voigt plays one of the main right, people in that show. Was, yeah, oh, my yeah, old yeah. buddy John. John Voigt. Good old John. Remember John? Yeah. Halloween when they threw eggs at you and Angie. <laughs> Never forget that. Angie was a princess. Deirdre was a big sunflower. And Doris Day's adopted son, Camden, was throwing eggs at you and Angie. And John just stood there. I said, what are you going to do? Your kid's getting bombed with eggs. He said, what can I do about it? I ran after the Camden kid. I scared the hell out of him. And also, I, too, though, <clears> we, got, we got a bunch of new people in the chat room, so let's give a shout-out to the chat room again, everybody. And if you guys hit the ITV button at the top of your TV, you, you can, can see Ron see. and I and, and Deirdre's picture uh, on your computer. And I want to give a special shout-out to Joel Sotolongo, who's in the uh, chat room. He's actually uh, a movie director and uh, producer and writer from South Florida, and I had a role in one of his feature films, The Work of Art, that won all kinds of awards all over the place. So I just want to give a shout-out to him and... Uh, and everybody else in the chat room. There you Who go. Who else is in there? Uh, Cindy Ladyleg, Jen Valley, Susan Goulash. Hey, Susan, what's up? Ken Pettigrew, all kinds of Ken, people. Ken, 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 you still didn't invite me on your show. Okay, Ken? <laughs> Let's have a reason. Uh-oh, Ken. And we Let's want have a salsa. Reason, Ken. I want salsa, Ken. And don't well, give me the old bullshit that you keep doing. Morning. Anytime you want. Come on, come on. He's not even answering. He's in the, I bet you he left the chat room. He's well. He's in there, but I think that when he's in the chat room, he's doing other stuff. So he's not just sitting. He's probably in the chat room. doing his show, copying all my jokes. You guys can ch check out the Ken Pettigrew show Thursday nights nine eight eight p.m. Pacific. KenPettigrew dot com. Aren't we doing a movie with Ken? Is he in one of our movies? No. Who is it? Is it one of our movies? Uh, he is. He is going to was going to be in one, but I think that the whole concept for that's going to change. So like, I don't even know if we're in it. What? <laughs> I'm not in a film that uh -oh. I, I, I've committed to? What a great to? way to drop the bomb Whis on the air. Whisper oh, in my ear the films. We have three in the, in the oven. I have committed to that film. Call my attorneys. Wait, yeah, listen to you. Are they kidding? Whisper in my, in my ear the film. Uh, no. no. I won't say no, it. I'm not uh, going to no, say it. No, no, I promise no, I won't no, say no, it. No, 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 no. Don't just drop the whole thing, please. Oh, I'm upset. Drop it. I'm going to drop it on your yeah, head. Yeah, you didn't. You told me you didn't want to be in it anyway. Oh, I didn't want to be. Oh, that's the film I didn't want to be in. Okay. I'm glad I'm not in it. I was trying to get out of it. Yeah. Oh, good. That film, Stinkeroo. 
That's right. Um, I only wanted to hit films. Has anybody seen Penny Dreadful? I have not. Everybody is raving about it, and I, it's what? on Showtime or HBO. I want to see it. Penny Dreadful. It's supposed oh. to be really good. Has anybody in the chat room, have you guys seen Penny Dreadful? Like, I, I've heard lots of good things about it. Yeah. What are we going to see tonight? And I used to, to know awesome. a lady named Penny Dreadful who oh, was what? like a burlesque lady from South Florida. Stripper. No, burlesque. Burlesque is striptease. Well, they keep their clothes on. Like, they don't go all the way to the You can't be in burlesque and and not keep your clothes on. Yes, you can. No, burlesque is strippers. I was to a burlesque show in New Jersey. What'd you say, Chad? I got a caller coming in. Ready? Okay, good. Go ahead. Hello, and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Hi, Jimmy. It's Jillian. Sorry, I'm behind. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Before we get started, let me introduce... Our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hi, darling. Welcome to the show. Hello. Now we have our Hollywood vixen, Deirdre Serego. Hey, how are you? I, I am well. How are you? Good. Now that we got <laughs> rid of the on, social now we got, graces. Now we got, we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. So why are you so late? Hello, <laughs> <laughs> Chad. What's going on? Why are you so late? Chad said, why are you so late? <laughs> Can I answer um, that me? for you? No, She's because, so- you, because okay, I have a good excuse, though. I can tell you my excuse. My boyfriend is Alex Preston from American Idol, and this is the last time I got to see him before he's, like, fully away for a month and a half. And, yeah, he, he we were, like, talking, and I looked at the time, and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> don't mind. That's okay. Everybody has to get their last-minute nookie for we a month st- and a half. Yeah, we still love you. <laughs> Chad, Chad, oh, can we, God, Chad, no, can we clear up no. her voice? <laughs> no, not really. I, I think maybe something's with her phone or whatever because she's coming in all crackle. Well, it's a cell phone probably, right, Jillian? Say, say it one more time. You want a cell phone? Yeah, let me um, hear this. Is this better so, yeah, that's good. Well, we can hear you. Uh, don't talk too fast, and that way it won't break up when you're speaking. And uh, give a shout-out and say hello to everybody in the chat room. Hello, everybody in the chat room. What's up? Yeah, that's better. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's better. Much we can better. hear you better, much better that way. That's so, nice. Jillian, welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. For everybody who don't doesn't know who you are, everybody, this is Jillian Jensen. Or Jill Jensen, because like her Twitter is at it's Jill Jensen. Uh, she, you guys probably remember her. She was on season two. I think it's season season two or season three of X Factor. Season two of X Factor. Season two of X Factor and last season on American Idol. Which, by the way, congratulations, because I don't know that I've ever seen a person uh, really who who's on. I've seen people who are on like. X Factor twice or American Idol twice, but I've never seen anybody who actually got to go on both different shows in different years. So congratulations! Thank you. It was um very very interesting to like see how similar all the processes are. Um, and honestly, the only reason I went back to well, I tried out for American Idol is, you know, I I wanted to be able to show people my musicality, not just like my life story. Um, which, I mean, X Factor had showcased uh, quite a bit of, and I think it was great. I got to really, um, you know, a lot of people related to what I'd been through, and I know it helped a lot of people, but I just wanted to be able to go on American Idol and say, like, well, this is what I actually do. This is my music, and this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So 
There you go. So basically, um, for anybody who doesn't know what all that means, um, since I, I'm, a, I'm a reality show junkie, um, uh, only, only the singing reality shows, uh, our radio station show, ugh, I'm tongue-tied, our radio show is actually sponsored by the Spectrum Music Group. We're the largest indie record label in the world, and I run their urban and hip-hop division and R&B division, and I watch all those shows looking for talent. We actually have Lily McLeod from X Factor Season 3. Uh, she oh, was the older lady Lord. with the big afro. So it is one of, uh, one of my artists. And um, so I watch those shows for all of that. And uh, anybody watching in X Factor Season 2, they made a big deal uh, with you, with Jillian, about like being bullied in her life. And they showed her crying a lot, which it almost seemed like they made it seem like you cry like every day, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's so it was kind of like stressful because anyone who knows me knows that I like rarely even cry. But it's like one of those things where they're asking you all these personal questions about things that you normally wouldn't talk about, you know what I mean, with people. And there are things that are super personal and you feel like you're being really put on the spot and it's a, it's a stressful time, you know, you, and, uh, there's so much going on. And so you're just already so tired and over emotional. And then they're asking you all these personal questions and you're just like done sobbing and then that's all they show of you. So that was my experience. <laughs> I, I well, think that it was cool. Go ahead. That's what sells you. They get, you know, they hit the emotional part. Um, now, Jimmy said yeah, something I mean, about... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's um, a topic that's extremely, extremely personal for me. And, um, yeah, but you know something? When you go celebrity, you belong to the world. There's no such thing as privacy anymore. You have to learn that. But that was the beginning. Nobody knew who she was. No, I know that. But that's how they sell you. In other words, if we didn't know anything yeah. about her, we wouldn't care about her. But hearing about you, then we care about you. That's what they were doing. Right. How no, old and, are you? And, and, you look like, like a little girl. Like I said, girl. I, don't, I don't regret it for anything in this world. No, of course I not. It was proud. a big break for you. How old are you? I'm, t I'm 21 now. You've got to be kidding. I thought you were like 16. She is so young looking, you dog. <laughs> I hate you. I look look I at look you. You look so young. Oh, my God. I will take that. I will take that. That's my <laughs> I'm serious. You realize when you're 30, you're going to look 20? Lucky you. And you're such oh, a pretty boy. girl, too. You look at you. literally just made my entire day, if I'm being honest. Now, why would the kids bully you in school? You're beautiful. They should all want to go out with you. Um, one, I, I went through many, many awkward stages. As, Didn't we all? As many others, my age, I'm sure, did as well. And also, you know, I've always been extremely, like, outgoing. I'm not going to, like, I don't want to say obnoxious, but I mean, to some people, um, I can, you know, some people would consider me obnoxious because I'm really friendly. I'm really, you know... Outgoing, that's like very, us. You know, unusual. <laughs> it's like, it's like all of us. Deirdre, yeah, we're like that too. You do the same thing. <laughs> oh, I think we know a few people like that. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I how, don't know because I was such you? an easy target they, and I was so into music. Yeah. So, they made sorry, fun you of say? you. They made you cry. In school, I mean, yeah. I mean, there were a lot. There were a lot of things that happened in school, but. Um, I mean, the main, the main issue that I had was that I was doing music very openly, you know, I was putting stuff online and like videos and, um, people jealous. would just talk. Kids are cruel. Jealous. They were jealous of you because you had something they wished they had. Well, I mean, I wasn't always a good singer either. <laughs> if I look, <laughs> I, if I, if I, <laughs> if I look back at videos, like, I mean, 
I'm not saying I would talk crap about myself, but like, you know, like over the years I've definitely grown as an individual and as an artist. And I mean, I took down all my old videos for a reason. So if that says go. anything. Yeah, but remember yeah, one thing, 16 year old people, when they sing, can sing good or bad. When you're 21, your vocals have grown. You'll no longer yeah. sing as you did when you're 16. So you needed time to develop your vocals into the great voice you have today. Thank you. Yeah, I just, I, I think, I think it was a matter of learning, like how to, how, how to my breathe. voice. Yeah. How so to let's use my voice correctly. Let me move. So. Let me move us forward because, like, we only have a little bit of time, and I want to like. Talk. First of all, you have a new single that came out yesterday. It's called "In Your Arms." Um, yeah. We're gonna actually play yeah. it in a minute. I want to say something that's really cool though, because I noticed on the the graphic for your new single "In Your Arms," which everybody you guys can get it on iTunes, probably Amazon worldwide, um, is that you started a Kickstarter project uh, to fund your your album. And, and in the details, if everybody goes to Kickstarter and reads it, you talked about how it was great being on all these TV shows. But everybody thinks, you know, because you're on these TV shows, all of a sudden that you make money and that you hate having to ask for money, but you didn't make any money from all that. You just got exposure. And your Kickstarter yep. project got funded uh, more than a hundred. You got like a, more money than you actually were look, looking for, um, and and that's a, that's a true testament to the fan base that you actually built by being on these shows. Because I, I just want to say congratulations, because that's a, like a really cool thing to actually you know fund fund the recording of your record so you can put it out for all your fans. It's great. Thank you so much, and you know I'm I'm so extremely grateful for the um, group of people that do support me and. It's been unbelievable to think that, you know, our original goal was like twenty five or $30,000, um, and I was so scared, and I kept dropping my goal and dropping my goal because I didn't even think I was going to make it. And then when I dropped it to 15000 I was like, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. Why am I doing this? And then they put it at twenty five and well, 24000 Like, that's what it ended with, and I was just so... I no, just, a, I just feel very, it, I feel very blessed. I really. It's do. fabulous, and and you know too. I wasn't sure that, um, uh, like like when you sang on those. Sh uh, well, I have to admit, I I didn't watch American Idol this last season because I'm not a big Harry Connick fan, and I only watched the auditions like very little bit. So I went back and watched videos of you on American Idol, but I watched X Factor. Uh, when you were on it, because I liked X Factor a lot, and I wasn't sure you were going to kind of go country, um, so like I was a little bit surprised that when I listened to the new single, which is fabulous, and we're going to play for everybody, um, but somehow in my head, like, I didn't expect you to be an actual country artist. Like, how did you, were you always planning on becoming a country artist? Well, it's funny, I've been asked this question a lot, but um, I grew up singing um, all jazz, and um, as well as, like, Leanne Rhymes and Shania Twain. So it's, like, weird because I have, like, sometimes a country vibe, but it's, like, soul country. Okay. And then I like the way she I says started, it. <laughs> yeah, and then, I mean, I, I grew up listening to a lot of Alanis Morissette, Johnny Cash, and James Taylor. So I think, like, the mix of, like, all of those influences kind of made it like it's it's like a country vibe but i'm not necessarily vocally country does that make sense yes it does make sense and it makes sense when you hear the song how about this we're going to play the song for everybody why don't you introduce it chad you got it ready ready um, you introduce Ooh. it for us hang on the line so we can talk about it as soon as it's over and um and you introduce it for us now though all right hi my name is Julia jensen and this is my single in your arms <laughs> <laughs> 
felt it in your touch The moment lingered on my skin And erased up my spine You drew me in They would rounds around me I couldn't help Tired and I fell slowly, but my heart is sore. So oh oh oh. Let me live there in your arms. I want your body beside me, or your voice. I let it guide me. Let me live there in your heart, 'cause mine's for you. Forever your man, and I said, Let me live there in your arms. I want your body beside me, or your voice. I let it guide me. Let me live there in your heart. Mine's for you and you only. Give me the key and please hold me. in your arms nice. which actually uh jillian congratulations chad is actually like a country artist himself and and uh before we got on the show today he was saying how much he liked it pretty oh, song pretty. your Thank voice you so sounds much. very mature yeah true. your voice sounds very mature. mature very nice yeah. your, your vocals really grew well beautiful voice it's a really a sweet song 
Chad, what do you think about it? Thank you so much. Sounds good to me. I love it. Love it. Sounds fresh and uh, it's different. Uh, Sounds good. Would you do that song? Would I do it? Would I cover it? If she'll let me. Would you sing it? Yeah, cover it. Cover it. it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm learning the new phrases of the new I'm going to do it for you, Ron. I'm going to do it it for you. What's wrong with recording it but covering it? Is so correct. you guys listen, In Your Arms is, is available now. It came out yesterday on iTunes. Um, uh, you can find out more about what's going on with Jillian. You can follow her on Twitter. It, it's at it's, I-T-S, Jill Jensen, J-I-L-L-J-E-N-S-E-N. And uh, her website is jill-jensen.com. And um, so so you were talking, you were late because you were talking to your boyfriend. Your boyfriend was Alex <laughs> Preston, right? Yes, yes, he is, and he's performing tonight in Boston, so it was the last time I was going to get to see him. We had gotten food, and I was dropping him off. We were talking, and I got back in the car to drive to call you guys, and I was like, oh, my God, it's 4.30. Oh, my gosh, I'm 15 minutes late. I feel so so bad. So I was just going to say, because, you know, it was always rumored, like, back in the beginning of the year that you guys were, like, dating, and then you started Instagramming pictures. I'm actually following both of you guys on Instagram now, and uh, I think it's really, really cute. And for anybody who, who doesn't watch American Idol, Alex Preston, he came in third place, I think, right? Yes, he did. He came in third place yeah, on the he, last season. And did you actually like, meet he, him uh, on American Idol? Say it again? Did you actually meet him on American Idol? Oh, she dropped again. Oh, she dropped? Okay, well, they probably met on American Idol. <laughs> I was going to say, as long as she's late and it's because of love, that's okay. True. Yeah, because yeah, normally Ron would be blasting her. Well, no, <laughs> Love I, I is hard think. to find, let me tell you. So if you come a little late because you're in love, so be it. Love is hard I mean, to find. Another she thing was too probably is, making out in the car. I read that she her. plays like five or six instruments. And she's a sweet little she's girl. Sweet. She's sweet. She's not even I, a little girl. She's a woman. She's going to have a young, she's going to have a good, a good, um, Deirdre, what'd you think of the song? All right. We got a back. I like it. I oh, here love she goes. The she's word. back. There it's you a go. Good song. Word. Our connection <laughs> is just like, our connection hates us. That's okay. I, we have like three minutes or two minutes until the end of the show. So like, uh, I just want to like bring you know bring in some cool promotional stuff. Actually, we want to thank um, Tom McDonough from WROM Radio for like setting this interview up, and he would like you to do a um, a studio shout out. So if you could say, hey, it's Jillian Jensen, and you're listening to the Jimmy Star Show on WROM Radio in Detroit, that would be great. Can you remember all that? Okay, so let me practice it first. Is that okay? Yeah, we got two minutes. <laughs> Practice quick. Okay. Hi, this is Jillian Jensen, and you're listening to this Jimmy Star Show on WROM Radio. In Detroit. In Detroit. <laughs> okay, I got this. I got All this. Right. All right. One, two, three, go! Hey, this is Jillian Jensen, and you're listening to the Jimmy Star Show on WROM Radio in Detroit. Perfect. Nice. Good. And uh, I want to wish you all the best. I can't wait. When your album comes out, we'll have you come back. Um, oh, you can get in touch with us from Twitter. So we'll help promote the album any way we can. I really hope you have you know, tons and tons of success. I'm so glad you were on these shows that brought exposure to you and your music. I know you're going to be a success. And I uh, wish our best with, with you and Alex. We're totally about the whole like love thing. And so I hope everything <laughs> goes well with that and his career, too. And we want to thank you for coming on the Jimmy Star Show. Yes, you're a sweetie thank pie. Thank you so, so much. Nice girl. Good luck, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Thank and we'll be so in touch on Twitter. Pleasure if you need you anything, let us know. All right. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Bye. Now, Bye. I want to say something. If anyone out there sees a child locked in a car with the windows up and it's hot, 
if the child doesn't respond, break the window. Call someone immediately to help you. Uh, children locked in cars in the summertime die. And maybe bust the window opposite the child. Well, of course, don't bust yeah. the window for kids laying under. <laughs> I just bust had the that thought. The car. <laughs> and no, also, if you I mean, see an animal sense, in the car, you also bust oh, yes, the window. Oh, yes, animals as well, you know, cats, dogs, or rats, whatever. But children, you know, anything in a car that's locked summertime, call someone. So everybody think think ahead. Next week, we've got something that we've never done before on the Jimmy Star what? Show. What? We have one of the leading... Um, Sex, monogamous sex and relationship Hollywood therapist coming on next week at 4.15. And she's the mm. one who, like, works with all the, like, famous people to help their relationships and all about keeping having a monogamous relationship and having fun. We've never done anything like that before. She must be spinning. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> she's, definitely, <laughs> she's definitely spinning her wheels out And uh, Deidre, she's coming on when you're coming on, so we're going to have a blast next wow. week talking oh, with her. Oh, good, because I have a million and one questions for her. <laughs> So that's why yeah. I'm telling everybody ahead of time to think about it. The press release will be coming out. Chad, we want to thank you for uh, being the greatest engineer on the planet. We want to thank all our sponsors and syndicates, W4CY, WROM, Planet Radio Network, Monster FM Radio, WBAD.net, Jackalope Radio, 76th Street Network, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio. We want to thank everybody wow. in the chat room. What's Later up, everybody? Room. Joel, Dave, Jen, Lady Lake. We want to say and goodbye. We want to thank all of our listeners all over the world that enjoy our show and make us the show that we are. Yes, That's sir. right. Yes, sir. And we're out. Deidre, thanks so much. Bye, Stay Dee. dry. We love everybody. Thank you, guys. Bye. So Bye. 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 You'll feel like a star. We'll hook you up. Now you look sexy. Your game is tight. Gonna get late tonight. You need, you need Jimmy Star. Jimmy Star. Come up to me and said, Hey mate, wanna go to a party? party, party, party.